Hello, welcome back to Idiot's Alphabet Soup. Jenny, do you want to tell our audience about the ordeal that we just went through? I would love to, Catherine. So, we decided to talk about the book Till We Have Faces by C.S. Lewis on the podcast. Um, we decided this Friday. <laughs> I mean, like, two days ago. <laughs> um, because we were... Uh, planning this podcast much more last minute than usual which is yeah a bit unusual for us we'll explain why later <laughs> yes we're, um, we're gonna have to drag our content out <laughs> as much as possible because we are going completely off the cuff this is entirely off the cuff because we were trying to record this podcast about till we have faces but it's been like I think six months, months since yeah. both of us read it. It's been a while. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's kind of a heavy book with a big theme of, like, love and, like, weaponizing love and what is reality and what is perception. And, like, we could <laughs> not form a thought together. Like, it was just these conversations of us being like, but what if love is, like... <laughs> Um, of, like, like, caring for someone more than yourself. Like, it was I, just all terrible. And, like, it was so bad. I don't know. Lately, our podcasts have been on the up and up. Like, we're funny, vivacious, effervescent, young queens. But this podcast just, like, aged us by 50 years. <laughs> it was such a drag. And, like, we'd be talking about one conversation and, like, work ourselves into a corner. And then both of us would be like, I hate this. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, this is a little off the cuff, um, but I think we're going to start this episode with a bit of a life update, so yes. you can understand why it's so, uh, chaotic. So, Catherine, why don't you tell us what's going on in your life right now? Okay, well, first I want to explain why we didn't plan oh, yes. this potty meeting, um, like we normally do. So, usually what we do is we release an episode once every two weeks. And so the weekend in the middle, we just have a potty planning meeting. Um, but unfortunately, last weekend was Jenny's birthday. And so unfortunately, I it was my birthday. I'm sorry yeah. I was born, Catherine. <laughs> um, unfortunately, Catherine honestly, came to visit me. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I came to visit this blight on planet Earth. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> it was so fun. I loved it. We had, like, such a great time. It was and such a good weekend. Yeah, we did, and, like, we the last so thing much. I want to do... Yeah, the last thing I want to do is plan the potty when we're having so much fun. Yeah, and, like, the truth is, when we have a weekend together, like, we pack every hour with something if we can. Um, yes, oh my gosh, tell our audience about our spreadsheet. Yes. Okay. So Catherine and I have a spreadsheet. It's called Vacation Madness. And so every time we're together for like a weekend or like a week or something like that, we put it into the spreadsheet. Um, and so we like yes. plan our days uh, with like all the activities and we slot things in. We have like a list usually of like people we want to see, activities mm -hmm. we want to do. Um, this one was like full because we were planning a few things because we had like a a little birthday party for me in there so we had like a list of like oh people want to make sure are there and like mm -hmm. things we need for that we had a list of like things that you needed to, needed to bring because i needed you to bring um graduation regalia 
Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, it was an intense spreadsheet. Yeah, we had, I would say, at least five different activities every day. Oh, yeah. And these are, like, good ones, like playing tennis. Playing tennis? Going to the opera? Yes, we went to the opera Sunday. We went to an international street fair Sunday. That was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, We went to church because we are good little Christian girls. We are good little Christian girls. Um, we also played frisbee, and we went to Olive Garden. Yes, Olive Garden to get the tour of Italy. <laughs> the tour of Italy. Tour of Italy. We didn't actually, we just got shrimp scampi. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine and I have figured out that, like, because for the longest time, the two of us would go out to eat together, and, like, we'd each order something, and then, like, neither of us would even come close to finishing our food. Yeah, um, we were just wasting a bunch of money and a bunch of food. Yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> now we always split something. Um, and sometimes, what we'll usually do is, like, we'll get an entree and an appy and split that. Yes. Although an like appy even- if we're particularly ravenous. <laughs> Yeah, although I feel like the entree and an appy is almost too much for us. That's true, but, like, some... I don't know what sizes these things come in. That's like, true. Remember Blacksburg place, number one? Yes. We just... Yeah. Oh, we did get an appy, but, like, that was huge. Yeah, the entree was enormous, but when Girl, we I was, did I was the... eating that for days afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> like, I but like, had that for breakfast and lunch that the next day and lunch the next day. <laughs> but, like, the entree and appetizer in Olive Garden was just, like, almost perfect for us. Well, no, because we didn't eat any of the appetizer. Oh, um, you're right. But, yeah, I feel like usually an entree and an appy is about right. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel... Like, it's more exciting if you order more than one thing. I like the idea of food and not the execution. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I was gonna say something about that, and now I can't remember what it was. Um, but yeah, we went to Olive Garden, we played Frisbee, we played tennis, uh, we went to the opera. We were gonna go to a fashion show Monday night, but Catherine was leaving Tuesday morning, and At 6.20 a.m., yeah, we didn't quite realize that it was 6.20 a.m. Like, 6.20 a.m. that she had to be at the train station, which is, like, a 45-minute drive away. So we had to get up, like, super early. Um, and both of us were just exhausted because we had been living large all weekend. You know what else we did is we went to our friend's master's presentation. <laughs> we did see our friend's master's presentation. Hey, Tatiani. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Tatiani. <laughs> Love you, girl. Um, um, and yeah, anyway, we were like exhausted from having done a lot over the weekend, and so we ended up not going to that. Yeah, quite unfortunate, but oh, that was like one of the funnest weekends we've had in a while. It was so much fun. Actually, I don't want to say that. All of our like little trips are fun, but this one was just so nice. I think it was nice because it was like it was like five days, right? Which felt like an actual like solid amount of time um Mm -hmm. because sometimes we'll just spend a weekend together and it's like really only like saturday and half of sunday Mm -hmm. um and that's always like it doesn't quite feel like enough right 
And so, like, afterwards, I still miss you a lot. I made the analogy to Catherine one time that it's like (laughs) when you start to pee and then you have to hold your pee, like, somehow that just makes it worse. Like, you need to just pee it all out. And that's how it is. Like, when Catherine and I are together, like, a day and a half is just, like, starting to pee and then holding your pee. It's it's not enough peeing. I need a good... A good... I need to finish my pee. Yeah. It's bad for my kidney. <laughs> bad for the kidneys. Um, so yeah, that's that's why we didn't have a well-planned podcast. Is because uh, we were living living large last weekend. I know, just a bunch of party girls living it up at it church. Up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, uh. But also, like trying to get something planned this week was hard. Because we both have some big things going on in our lives right now. Yes, that's true. Um, oh, that was your, that was what you asked me in the first place. So, <laughs> anyway, I'm planning a wedding. Uh, my wedding is in three weeks. Um, v excited, but also kind of stressed about it. Um, yeah. And so that's a wild. lot of, like, yeah, a lot of days have been dedicated to getting me getting me ready to be wifed um and so yeah we had to postpone the meeting again and again and again till friday and jenny you've got a lot of stuff going on as well right yeah well i'm gonna be getting my master's degree in like a week and a half i have to give a like big presentation that's it's not quite as serious as like defending a thesis but like almost uh as far as the presentation goes the write-up is like much less intense than a thesis um, but yeah, that's in like five days, uh, which is kind of terrifying, um, but like also exciting, but I just feel like I, people on the podcast can't see how high I'm holding my hand right now, but like, I feel like I'm, I'm up to here in things that I have to get done. Yeah, I mean, I've been there, and oh my gosh, Jenny, tell our audience what you caught me doing last year. <laughs> So last year, <laughs> Catherine was going through the same experience as me, like, trying to finish up, get her master's presentation done. Um, and this was, like, right towards the start of our friendship. Like, I don't think we'd even been friends a month at this point. Like, officially mm-hmm. friends. Um, and I was walking... I, mean, I needed to meet... We were, we were going to meet and, like, go somewhere. Like, go to the graduate study lounge or something to work. And I'm, like, walking along, and I see Catherine just, like, standing in the rain, looking sad. And I'm just like... Oh, ha, ha, look at Catherine standing in the rain looking sad. And we were doing this thing then of, like, if we saw someone we knew, we would take a video of them and be like, ooh, sniped. Sniped. So I took a a video of you, and I was like, ooh, sniped. And in my head, like, teehee, look at Catherine all sad in the rain. Turns out she was crying, and I just, like, took this terribly insensitive (laughs) video of her, like, standing in the rain crying. Yeah, um, okay, so, like, the context of this was... I was going through it because I was preparing for my master's presentation, and I was, like, five days out, same as Jenny. Um, and my dead grandma (laughs) always said this thing of, like, if you're ever feeling sad, just go outside, look at the sky, and, like, see that blue, and just remember about, remember God, and he loves you, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so, I was just done trying to get my master's presentation wrapped up, I'm outside, 
and I didn't know it was raining because I've been inside for like six hours. I look up and there are no, there's like no blue in the sky. And for some reason that made me like so sad and I start crying. <laughs> anyway, Jenny took that video and I had to like pretend that it was funny because I didn't know her like that. And I didn't want to tell her I was crying. <laughs> Uh, I think it was like a month later that you told me you were actually like actually crying and then I felt really bad. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, there's been a lot going on in our lives lately. And so we don't have a lot prepared, but despite that, I would say we've still been managing to get some reading done. So yes. Maybe we'll talk about the books that we've been reading lately, and then uh, if we've been, if you've gotten it, bought any new books recently that you haven't read, you can talk about those. Oh, or you know what, Jenny? We could talk about maybe our readers could chime. I mean, our listeners could chime in on this. Is my like book goal dilemma? Oh, actually, that's such a good idea. Why don't you tell us about your book goal dilemma? Okay, so um i think i mentioned this maybe in our first episode or something but one of my favorite genres of book is philosophy the problem with philosophy is that um like not not all book pages are built the same and not all books are built the same um so anyway me and jenny both have book goals um she is a busy queen in grad school so her book goal is 52 or 60 Her book goal is 65 books, and my book goal is 75 books. Um, The problem is, I've been kind of compromising on the quality of book I've been reading. I'm like, okay, nothing above 500 pages, no bricks. Because if I read a brick, I could spend maybe uh, two weeks on just like 100 pages. Because, like, for philosophy books, like, if I read, sometimes I have to, like, look at a page over and over and over again, kind of try to understand it as much as I can before I can even think about moving on. And so I'm faced with this dilemma of like, oh, should I just read books that I don't really care about or read books that I actually care about but not fulfill my book goal? And so maybe there's a better metric to measure book success that is not a book goal. Because not all not all books are built the same, not all pages are built the same. My proposal is I keep a log of the number of hours I read. So like a number of hours would be my book goal. Because this is active reading. Mm. Yeah. So okay, I have two questions that go with that. Okay. Um, number one, what do you think is a like reasonable number of hours to try to read? Honestly, it would have to be at least five hundred. How many hours would you ballpark that you've read so far this year? Okay, so my commute is about two hours, and I spend an hour and a half reading most days. So already, Monday through Friday, I could feasibly, like, read for an hour and a half. Um, so it's just a matter of keeping that up in on Saturdays and Sundays, and I should be able to get my book goal. The problem is I can't start that... Um, I can't start that till January 1st, 2024. Because I can't change my metric right in the middle of the year. Which is fine. That just means I just have to read more. And not be a little butt cat. And read basic books that I don't really like. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, I think. I'm oh. sorry. I feel like such a like like the way I talk is is like an after school like special. <laughs> no, I need you to know that what I find so funny is that like butt cat by itself actually like the the translation of that into bad words doesn't really make much sense like it's not something someone would say all right the, the long version is girl dog butt cat <laughs> oh. uh, my friend made remember um garrett made fun of me because i said oh that sucks butt <laughs> yes yeah, he said that he like burst out laughing <laughs> Uh, oh man um yeah i don't know what a good solution is i i feel like it's like i think the metric or the goals that we have for books should be like should not what am i saying um like it makes sense that they should change from year to year right so like yeah. for this year it's a certain um like certain amount of books that i'm going for but I'm tempted to next year not go for a certain amount, but have like a few very specific goals that I want to hit. Um, mm. So like maybe put a philosophy, like say like like reading a philosophy book. Ooh, um, can I recommend you one? Yes. Or okay. like uh, maybe. Um, Read like ten classics. Ten classics. Try and get like a biography in there or something. Um, maybe, like, a a book that was originally not written in English. I think those are some interesting ones to read sometimes. Mm-hmm. Love that genre, especially of the Asian variety. Yes, <laughs> we love that. Um, so yeah, I think I might, that's how I might try to structure my, my goals next year. Um... Because, yeah, I, I feel like I also tend to kind of go for the easy books. Um, and, like, sometimes that makes sense. Like, right now, I don't have a lot of brain space left for books. So like, Oh, yeah, that completely makes sense, Jenny. Yeah. But hopefully, maybe next year I'll have a little more brain space. Maybe. I am... We talk about books we are reading. I'm in the middle of, like, three right now, which is kind of dumb. Um, oh, but one of interesting. them is... Yeah. Well, it's because... So, I have The Mathematician's Apology by uh, Hardy. Um, and that one I keep in my desk at school. And so, like, I'll read that one for, like, a few minutes in between things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm almost done with... Well, almost. I have, like, 40 pages left. Um, that one's kind of interesting. Oh, it's interesting in a few ways. First of all, man is so pretentious. It's like, oh, yeah. math is great, and all other science is, like, pointless. <laughs> Who was it that said, uh, well, they all say that mathematics is the queen of the sciences, but Frederick Gauss said that um, number theory is the queen of all mathematics. Yeah, and Hardy thought that was stupid. Yeah, because, <laughs> um, yeah, I read an excerpt of um, the mathemat mathematician's apology, um, in uh in one of my like math books mm. and that was really cool yeah it's the interesting thing about the apology is that like there's well it's what am i saying it's like very classic to math 
Like, I think it was the first, what, like, one of the first pieces of literature that was, like, this is why math is important and why you should study it. And mm-hmm. so now, like, anytime anyone else publishes a book about, like, this is why math is important, they're like, this is meant to be a follow-up to a ma- the Mathematician's <laughs> Apology. <laughs> I mean, I think yeah, that so like, book is, like, not, I mean, it's definitely classic. But I wouldn't agree with a lot of what Hardy says. Um, yeah, I wouldn't either. Because really. like, I mean, there's some things that I do agree with. Yeah, because he he basically says that the well, he's very much an elitist, and he doesn't care for applied mathematics that has no bearing. Like like applied math has like no bearing on what he finds interesting. But then he goes yeah. so far to say that like. Math should not be about application, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's kind of pretentious and a bit of a, like, a bit too much of a purist. Yeah, that's Um, a little silly. But some things that I've read from him that I do find, like, that I agree with. One of them is he talks some about, like, these just, like, beautiful, or, like, not beautiful, but, like, these very important proofs that are, like, so poignant because they're like simple and understandable right but they answer an important question but it's also like an important question that people can understand yeah i know that um he loves i mean all mathematicians love um like the proof of infinite primes and then this this is the two proofs yeah infinite infinite primes primes and and irrational. irrational yeah I think yeah. that was also a chapter of the Mathematician's Apology that I read. And yeah. I think he overestimates, <laughs> like, the average person's understanding of, like, logic. Yeah, although, I don't, okay, my my students were asking me about this the other day, and, like, Normally, I'm not one to be like, oh, blah, 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 look at this proof. But, like, I don't know. I didn't feel like... (laughs) Well, this wasn't in lecture. This wasn't in office hours. And they, like, they didn't really want to be doing what they were... They didn't want to do what they were doing. And so I was like, all right, I'll show you a proof that root two is irrational. And, like, granted, I think they don't understand entirely the logical structure of it. But I do think that they were able to, like, get it, right? Mm, okay. I mean, I understand, yeah, there is a difference between, I guess, following and replicating. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, they could not have replicated the proof. (laughs) But, like, it it clicked in their brains, you know? Yeah. Um, um, yeah, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. So, that one's interesting. I, I am enjoying reading it, having read other books that are like, blah, 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 I'm a follow-up to Mathematician's Apology. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Um, the book that I'm reading that's much more of a brick, even though it's, like, super thin, um, is... Oh, what is it? The Abolition of Man. By Thomas Paine! By C.S. Lewis. Oh, sorry. What is it? Oh, I'm thinking about the rights of man. I'm sorry, <laughs> I got really excited because I read, um... I read um, The Rights of Man last year in December. Yeah, I gave that to you. Oh, wait, you gave that to me? Yeah, I gave it to you for <laughs> your Christmas present. 
went to the bookstore and I was like, all right, let me look in the philosophy section. <laughs> Here's a book Catherine might like. Oh. I was really quite proud of the books that I got you for Christmas. Yeah, I finished I all of them. you enjoyed all of them. Mm-hmm. Or at least finished. You might not have loved all of them, but, like, you read them. I loved a, a good amount of it. The There was that one book you gave me that was such a downer. It was about... Um, Argentina. Oh, the guy in prison in Argentina. Yeah, the guy who was impri- wrongfully imprisoned in Argentina. It was like the most depressing thing I've ever read in my life. Yeah, that one was a bit of a wild card when I got it because, like, the I think I got you five. Two of them were like philosophy. Mm-hmm. Two of them were by Asian authors, which I knew you were on like an Asian author kick. So I was like, I'll mm-hmm. get her these. And then that one, I was like, well, it's a dollar. Sounds interesting. I'll get it for Catherine. <laughs> Oh, okay. Should I talk about what I'm reading? Yes. Okay, Um, so I recently finished the book that I got at Blacksburg's Books. Um, It's called The Cat Who Saved Books, and surprise, surprise, it's written by an Asian author. (laughs) Um, But it's really good. It's about this... This high schooler who's a bit of a recluse, social recluse, and um, he he kind of, his, not kind of, his grandpa died. And so he has to give up this bookstore that his grandpa owns. Um, but on the last day, a cat comes in and he's like, I need your help to save these, to save these books from the people who are abusing them. And they go on these adventures. So they go on four different labyrinths. And they come across, like, these people, these readers who abuse their books. And this is actually why I've been having, like, this moral crisis slash dilemma about my book goal. Is because I've been, I was reading a book and I, I come to the conclusion that maybe I'm also a bit of a book abuser. Yeah. There were, so there's, you, what am I saying? Um, you've talked to me about this book, and I thought it sounded really interesting, so I actually also bought it. Yes. Uh, from the local bookstore, and I'm planning to read it, and I think we should talk about it on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, it would I be such a great, um, I- idea, uh, it would be such a good book to talk about, because these four labyrinths are, like, the four pitfalls that every, like, voracious reader, like, falls into. And it's like, awesome. it hurt me right in the feels, because, like... <laughs> That was me. I am me. Yeah. The other thing that I thought was hilarious is that you were reading this book that was, like, about abusing books. And (laughs) you were doing the thing of, like, okay, here's the thing you should know about Catherine, is a woman does not use bookmarks. And it (laughs) drives me insane. Like, she had this thing, like, like, she pauses it. So she'll do the thing of dog-earing pages, or she'll just leave it open, like, upside down, so that (laughs) the pages are getting all, like, spread out. (laughs) And it's like, what a thing to do to a book about abusing books. Books are meant to be read. I'm, I'm, I'm allowed to manhandle them if I appreciate the knowledge inside. As, I mean, you know, books are meant to be read. It's just like, <laughs> they have to be read again. They have to be able to be read again. <laughs> um, 
But I always find it surprising that you never use bookmarks. Because it seems like whenever I open up a book that I bought when I was around mm-hmm. you, there's a Polaroid in it. I just use it as a bookmark. <laughs> like, even... So we were prepping to, to read Till We Had Faces, right? Um, and I open it up, and the first thing I find is this, like, horrifying... <laughs> Polaroid of me wearing one of those like face masks like you're having a little like sip on it or something I guess um it's just like terrifying (laughs) (laughs) or also I was reading this other book today um that's like a it's like a dumb little mystery it's kind of fun but I like open it up to start reading there's a picture of the two of us that we took when you were here for stepping out wait what (laughs) yes here let me show you oh wait I don't where did it go? Uh, here we go. So it's this book, and yeah, it's just this picture of the two of us. Wait, that's so funny. Okay, my life is just overrun by Polaroids. Like every corner of my room, every like crevice <laughs> has been filled with Polaroids. Cause like, I don't know. I haven't been too obsessed with it lately, but like. For the past year and a half, I've just been snapping pictures like crazy. And, like, when you develop it, it has to, like, go into some place that is, like, dark. And so, like, oh, I just cram it in books. I cram it in bags and, like, weird pockets of my jacket. And so, like, every couple of days, I get a nice little surprise. And I'm like, oh. It's like how some people will have, like, they find money that they, like, left in a pocket or something. And they're like, oh, nice. For me, it's always, like, a random Polaroid. Like, I'll go home from spending time with you and be, like, pulling Polaroids out of pockets, out of bags, and then, like, I'll forget that they're in books, and I open up a book, and there's a Polaroid. It's, like, a a nice little surprise. But you would think, with how many books have Polaroids in them, you could just use the Polaroid as a bookmark. Why would I do that when dog earring is so much better? (laughs) I want to, Jenny. That scriptural though, <laughs> Jenny. What if I want to see a little pupper every time I open my de- my book? <laughs> I hate that you said pupper, but I would have hated it even more if you said doggo. I may be offending some of our listenership with this, but I need you to know that if you say doggo, is that I a will real judge word? You for it. Listenership. Ooh, a doggo. Ugh, <laughs> I hate it. Like, what are you? Nice. <laughs> oh, wow. These are fighting words. Whoa, whoa, no, whoa. I think... Back up, back up. I'm also We're just... about to lose half our I'm... viewership. Listenership? Listenership. Audience? <laughs> We're about to lose all of our Mennonite women. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, yesterday... I, um, went to the bookstore because they were having this, like, well, it was, like, indie bookstore day, I guess, like, independent bookstore day, um, and so (laughs) I go there because I saw on Instagram, even though, like, I'm off Instagram mostly, (laughs) I went, I'm on it for five minutes, and I saw that they had, like, their indie bookstore day, and they had all these snacks. Okay, wait. Well, I like free food. But you can continue reading your thing, but I also want to complain about how you're off Instagram for the week. Okay, you go we'll circle back to that okay um so i was like oh they have all these like fun snacks whatever i'll go and then i was like okay i have to limit myself on like how much i can spend and how much time i can spend there 
Um, but it was nice. I, I had planned to buy four books and I got like a 5% discount because I had taken my like tote bag in. Um, and then because I spent over $25, I got a free book. So I got five books. Um, so one was the cat book. I got The Age of Innocence by Edith Wharton. Um, I got, oh, I got some random book about this guy's murder trial. And then also some other random book that was like a dollar about the Great Depression. <laughs> um, and then the free one I got is called Dear Chrysanthemums. Um, and it's by an Asian author. Love and, a good um, Asian author. Yeah, it's like a novel told in like four short stories or something. I don't know. I'm interested to see what that's about. Uh, but yeah, now we can circle back to the Instagram. <laughs> yes, okay. Jenny has it in her mind. I mean, good for her, I guess, but bad for me. But she's decided to limit Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok to five minutes a day. And so we have resorted to talking on what's, WhatsApp. <laughs> WhatsApp? What? <laughs> Um, But it is actually the worst. People. I don't think our listeners realize that you and I communicate exclusively on Instagram, generally. Yes, exclusively on Instagram. Guarantee, if we said something five days ago, it it is buried and we will never find it. Like, anytime we need to actually say something, like, I need to send something to Catherine that that she has to be able to find in a few days, I, like, text it to her. Because if I send it on Instagram, she will never be able to find it again. Yes. Um, So anyway, we're on, what is it? So we're on WhatsApp. And I've I've had to resort to taking screenshots of memes and, like, sending it through WhatsApp. And it honestly makes me feel like I am 60 years old. Um, I've also, you've been doing this thing where you send it as a sticker (laughs) instead of just as a photo. I don't know why why that happens sometimes. I swear I'm doing the exact same thing. WhatsApp is just whack. Um, also, I so have the urge to send GIFs on WhatsApp. Because <laughs> I feel like that's just the vibe. It's like, oh, you say something funny, I have to send you like a laughing cat GIF or something. <sighs> WhatsApp does seem like the platform of GIFs. Yeah. Um, anyway, I've been completely hating it. I, you know what I've started doing, Jenny, is I've just been sending you um, reels, and like when you have your five minutes, you can watch it. <laughs> if it's a if it's a picture, then then I'll put the effort in and screenshot it and send it through WhatsApp. Even if it's just one of the reels that's literally just like someone's face with text above it. Okay. Well, if if motion is relevant, then I'm I'll leave it on Instagram. Um, nice. otherwise... But yeah, yeah, I decided... Yeah. I decided I was getting too much into the, like, endless scroll, um, and it was keeping me from getting stuff done. And so, I, uh, yeah, limited Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok to just five minutes per day. But, like, something in my brain is still desiring the endless scroll, so I find myself, like, opening up Pinterest. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, let me scroll through Pinterest. You know what this um, is? Which, it's more boring, which yeah. is good. What? This is like the gateway to you becoming a Reddit girly. Honestly, I gotta be careful. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to go on Reddit. Or be like my friend Micah, who just does YouTube shorts. 
girl, I have been tempted to open up YouTube and go for the YouTube shorts. And I keep being like, Jenny, you cannot be that person. Honestly, um, YouTube shorts are not that. Oh, right, because you're on YouTube Shorts. I've been on the well, YouTube you Shorts train because, like, yeah, I like to listen to something while I'm doing mindless work. Sometimes work is mindless and I can do that. But I don't know how the algorithm works because I've been seeing a lot of uh, Kobe Bryant tribute YouTube Shorts, which is, like... <laughs> That's odd. Weren't you on Joe Rogan YouTube Shorts? Yeah, I was on the Joe Rogan YouTube Shorts. You know what? When he's not saying controversial stuff about COVID, he has some really interesting guests. Like, uh, I, I, I saw a clip of him interviewing a hip-hop, hippopotamus doctor. That was pretty cool. Oh, I thought you were going to say he was inter- interviewing hippopotamus. And I was like, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> like, he's got some really good you ones. You know, the hippo. The hippo is the second deadliest killer in Africa. Oh, I thought you were talking about me because you always call me a hippo. Well, you call me a hippo. Because you are a hippo. We're both hippos. Yeah, here, in this context, hippo means hypocrite for those who are listening. (laughs) Um, But, did I ever tell you that when I was a kid, my brother would call me baby hippo? That's adorable. But not in a cute way. It was like in a ha-ha, you're fat way. (laughs) Jenny, don't you know that any thoughts like that come from Satan? My mom would love you right now. Hey. What's up? Dorcas, bless up. <laughs> bless up, Dorcas. For real. Hey. For real, for real, no cap. No cap, no cap. All riz. <laughs> you know what other book I've gotten recently, Catherine? What? is The Three-Body Problem by Katherine Shaw. My girl, Katherine Shaw. Actually, I have no idea oh. who this girl... Oh, like, okay, girl, okay. You got this book, too. Um, Yeah, so I finally... The Three-Body Problem. The Three-Body Problem. Finally picked it up from the, like, free pile in the in the commons room in the math department. Um, and so, yeah, I'm thinking after we talk about the cat who saved books... We should talk about that one. Yes, and we can have the author on. Yeah, well, potentially. We can reach out to her and be like, well, because she's a mathematician, we found out. She is. Um, mm-hmm. And so we can reach out to her and be like, hello, we are also, in a way, mathematicians. Well, you're technically a data scientist. But by this point, <laughs> we'll both have had a master's, we'll both have a master's degree in math, which I think maybe gives yep. us something. Um, and it'll be great, because we can talk to her about her book, and maybe even a little bit about her math. Yes. I am super excited about that. Girl. What? Um. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna talk about, like, my to-be-read pile. Oh, okay. Because I didn't know, you know... I knew that there were Polaroids, like, in every crevice of my room. But apparently, um, I've also had, like, books that I just never read in and, ar- and about my house. Really? Um, yeah. Like, I've, I found a book that I picked up at, um, Blacksburg's Books, um, the week that I left, um, Blacksburg for good. 
Um, and just, like, a bunch of other stuff. I, I found, like, ten books that I, that should be on my to-be-read pile. That's wild. Um, that I just forgot about. Oh! I didn't talk about what I'm reading. Oh, yeah, tell us about what you're reading. Well, you just talked about yes. the guy who saved books. Oh, yeah, I finished that. Um, but unlike Jenny, I don't, I can't, like, mentally, I'm, like, I'm not mentally capable of reading three books at the same time. I'm a simple creature. <laughs> um, so I've been reading this book called... Actually, I don't remember the name of the book. It could be called The Soul of an Octopus or something like that. And it's just basically about octopuses and how smart they are. I love that. Because octopi are quite yeah. smart. Yeah, actually, you cannot say octopi. Oh, it's octopuses? Because it is a... Yeah, octopus... Well, it's not octopuses. I think it's just octopus, period. Really? Yeah, because the author goes into it and how, like, octopus is a Greek, has Greek roots, and you don't put I after the... Interesting. Oh, so is it, is it Roman roots that you put I after? Or Latin, I guess? Sorry, not Roman. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know, that's just what I said. But, yeah, it made me feel really bad because apparently octopus know and recognizes faces and they have different personalities and they use tools and they're also my favorite thing to put on a sushi nigiri um <laughs> well you know what you gotta do is just eat a whole octopus so you can look it in the face while you eat it see i resp yeah i mean i respect animals i respect them enough to eat them with their face on yeah. Did that make any sense? I know what you're talking about. I don't know if our listenership will, but that's okay. <laughs> um, I don't have a problem eating things with a face because I, I, I respect animals and I'm willing to deal with what I've done. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, girl, speaking of to be read lists, mine is growing faster than it is shrinking. Um, like, Yeah. I have been getting too many books and not reading enough. I'll read a lot during the summer. That's my goal, is to, like, really whittle down my stack during the summer. Um, but, yeah, it's, like, kind of ridiculous how long I'm super nervous for my book goal because currently I've only read 23 books, so I'm behind. How many books on... behind are you? Well, every four months I should finish... 25 books mm, and it's if and we're almost done with april yeah Man. um so i'm two books behind um hopefully married life is is gonna give me a lot of room to read doubt it but hopefully like that's what happens yeah i mean Oh, there's something that you said that maybe you try to figure out something on spot, um, StoryGraph, but I don't remember what it was. Anyway, I'll put it down. Um, yeah. Oh, I was looking at how many behind I am. Yes, I'm, like, five books behind right now on my goal. I think you can, if you're selective about your books, I think you could make that up. Yeah. And I think, like, I have two that I think I'll finish before the end of the semester, or, like, near the end of the semester. Um, because I'm, I'm reading, I'm almost done with Mathematician's Apology, and then also this, like, mystery book that I'm reading, 
I can get through pretty fast. So. Okay, Jenny, what book has taken you the absolute longest to read? I think um, I know the answer. I think there's, well, I think what you think is the answer actually is not the answer. What is it? So you think it's Sophie's World, right? Yeah. Sophie's World did take me a long time to read. Um, but I did get it done in less than a year. The book that mm-hmm. took me the longest to read was called Tribe of Mentors. Um, and it was by this guy, Tim Ferriss, who has, like, a podcast. And he's kind of, I think he's kind of the, like, um, like, hustle culture type. Because he also wrote the book that's, like, the four-hour work week. Um, and it's, like, I did not enjoy that book at all. But this one is better because mm. it's more like him reaching out to other people who are, like, really successful in their fields um, and getting, like, advice from them about, like, I don't know, just, like, the things they do, the, like, purchases they've made that have made their lives easier, the books that they like to give away to people. Um, so, like, one of the questions he asks in that book, anyway, it took me, like, an, it took me over a year to read because I would, like, read it in little chunks and then, like, put it down for a really long time. Maybe even, like, I think it might have been, like, two or three years from when I started it to when I finished it. Oh, interesting. Um, but one of the books that, like, one of the questions that he asks is, like, what's the book that you've given as a gift the most often? Um, Mm -hmm. and the, like, the most common answer was Sapiens. Um, it's, like, A Brief History of Mankind by... Yuval Noah, uh, I can't read the last name from here, but it starts with an H. Um, Interesting. And I actually bought the book recently, and I've heard really good things about it. Like, it kind of makes you rethink humanity, um, and I'm interested to read it. Sounds interesting. Yeah. It's on the, on the TBR. (laughs) I think... What what book would you say is the what book would you think that you give what is that question? Like, like what book do you think you've gifted the most to people? Yeah, I feel like I haven't actually like I don't know if there's a book that I've given away to more than one person. Mm. Um so, being mortal, I gave you a copy, and I've lent the copy. You wait, to who? Um, this, this woman at my church, who's, um, her, like, brother has cancer, and I think is nearing the end of his life, and so I was like, you might appreciate this book. Um, mm. so I lent that to her, and then, well, I actually realized what the answer is. I know, what? I know exactly what it is. It's, what? It's, um, my mom's book, Coming Home to Roost. <laughs> Oh, that's true. Because I think I've given away three copies now. Nice. Um, oh, I still need your mom's um, signed one. Yeah, she said she's she's going to be sending that to me soon, and then I'll, I'll send that your way. Yeah. Um, I already know what book I, I've gifted the most. I think it's I actually a tie. Well, what is it? It's... It's okay. So first is Sophie's World. Mm-hmm. I've gifted that to one, two, three, four people. Um, and then 
I've also gifted, uh, <laughs> um, this book. I don't, I mean, I'm sure you've heard of it. It's, um, they say every CEO should read it. Um, it's called The Prince by Niccolo Machiavelli. Hmm. Yeah, and it's basically, like, how, how would one, if you were a prince, like, if you were a leader of your people, how would you maintain and inspire and, like, make your kingdom better? Interesting. Yeah, and it's, like, Niccolo Machiavelli is, like, I think he's, like, he was serving, I would say, I wouldn't know. When was he alive? I'm gonna look it up. Alright. Uh, um. In the 1400s. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a really good book. It kind of reminds me of, um, The Art of War by mm. Sun Tzu. I almost bought that one the other day, and then I decided not to. Um, because I'm a pacifist. <laughs> yeah. That's actually why. I think it'd be interesting. I just wasn't, wasn't really feeling it. Yeah, there, he was talking about how some soldiers, when you point at the moon, they focus on your finger. <laughs> <laughs> and I always thought that was really funny. That is funny. Um, um. But yeah, and then I think the next copy, the next book that I always give away is um, The Little Prince. Mm. That's a really good one. Actually, I... I'm gonna I'm gonna send you one. Thanks. I'm gonna send you a copy because it's easy to read, but it's also a little thinker. And they say that you get something different out out of it at every stage of life. Interesting. Yeah, and I read it for a book report when I was like nine. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I feel like mo often when I give books as gifts. It's so like, sometimes it's a book that I haven't even read. I just mm -hmm. think the other person will like. Um, and yeah, I feel like there's not usually ones that I have as, as go-tos. Like, it's often based on what I think the other person might enjoy. Also, like, often, um, or sometimes, it's like, well, what book do I have in my collection that I like, but I'm also willing to give away, and I'll just give them that from my collection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I give... Well, I give you a lot of books because I want you to read it and so we can talk about it. Yeah. And I, I know you do the same thing. Yeah. I also will often just, like, get you books because I think you'll enjoy them without reading them first. <laughs> You've been oh. doing a good job. Yeah. Well, I feel like I kind of have a... I have a bit of an idea of what you're going to like. Yeah. I also feel like you're not too hard to please when it comes to books. Like, as long as it makes you think a little bit, you like it. Mm-hmm. I really like that um, when we talk to each other about the books that we read, they're, like, pretty good questions. Mm-hmm. Like, we ask each other, like, really decent questions. Yeah. Um, not to count till we have faces <laughs> from like two hours ago well here's the thing is the first time we read till we had faces we had some good conversations about it i think you and i just kind of forgot like 
what it felt like to read the book or like how the book felt right after you'd read it I feel like the best the thing that works best for us is like we read a book Mm -hmm. around the same time we discuss it between ourselves a lot first and then like within the next two weeks we record a podcast yeah I think that is the move and that is why I would propose that we do um the cat the save books next yeah, I think that's a good idea. We can do that one. Well, so our next episode is going to be, um, like, not about a book. Or, no, actually, we should make it we, about a book, shouldn't we? Yeah, we could make, we could make yeah, it about a book. Yeah, this is not a book episode. This is a ha-ha frou-frou episode. <laughs> this is a lowbrow, plebe, not-that-great episode. Actually, yeah. you know, I love this episode. This is a fun episode. I think it'll yeah, be it's amazing what uh, intellectual exhaustion can bring out of you. <laughs> okay, I have a question, Catherine. Speaking of like, okay. books as gifts, um, mm-hmm. what's a book that you'd like to start giving as a gift more? Because I know what my answer is. <laughs> Are you going to say being mortal? No. Although that's a good one, but that's not it. Okay. A book that I would love to give out more? Um... Hmm. There's some really weird ones on here. Uh, why don't you go first and I think about it? Okay, mine is The House of Mirth by Edith Wharton. Oh, is that the really depressing book? It is kind of depressing, yeah. You can't go into it expecting a happy ending or you will be disappointed in the book. Um, Mm. but it's just really interesting. And, like, it makes you think a lot about, like, the role of women in society and, like, the, um, I don't know, there's, like, some frustration in it where it's, like, this girl has great things given to her, but then, like, in a way those things are a detriment. It's just really interesting. And I really liked it. And I, like, made a lot of annotations when I read it, which is not something I usually do. Um, but yeah, it's a good read. I gave it to my brother for Christmas put it in his stocking um hopefully oh, he reads it and enjoys it and uh, i tried to convince you to buy it at the bookstore and you didn't which like i understand <laughs> but yeah you should, maybe i, I should but maybe i, I should give it, it to you as a gift maybe you should maybe i'll order it for you on thrift books right now i gotta keep Ooh. that i gotta order enough to keep my status on thrift books what is it like <laughs> liberati or whatever liberati Liberace. I don't think it's Liberace. But you know how they have, like... Oh, it's it's not even... It's literally just bookworm. Because <laughs> um, you know how they have, like, their rewards programs? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm at bookworm right now. I'm not... haven't spent enough. You have to spend $150 annually to get to the literati. It's literati. <laughs> Literati. Literati. Um, yeah, you have to spend like $100. But it does mean that I can uh, get a free $6 book instead of a free $5 book when I uh, get all my free points. Speaking of which, mm. I thought I had a free book. Oh, I know what, what book I want to give away now. Expire? What book? Well, okay, this is only for a specific audience, but I feel like if, if, um, I I would give people the screw tape letters. 
by C.S. Mm. Lewis. Those are good ones. Um, so basically, it's a book about um, screw tape. Uh, screw tape is a higher up, like a high up devil, um, and his nephew is like an imbecile who's trying to get people to go to hell. So he like outlines ways and strategies for the for his like um, lame nephew to like entice people to uh, turn away from God, and it's like super funny. <laughs> Interesting. I should read that. Yeah. I also, I was looking at thrift books, and I'm kind of annoyed now, because I realized I had earned a free book, and I didn't use the credit in time, and I lost it. And I'm v-angry, and I think we should put thrift books on the list of things we hate for the week. I agree. Um, we, we should definitely do that. Also, why don't you explain to our listeners, before we, like, wrap this up, what our, um love and hate listens yes okay so Catherine and i have been doing this thing um where every week we make a list of the things we love for the week and the things we hate for the week it was initially just going to be the things we hate for the week and then it was like okay this is too <laughs> negative we have to also do the things we love um so if like if someone wrongs us on the hate list um absolutely david's bridal Roanoke. I'm mad at them because they like got my number, my phone number wrong, and so my dress was my bridesmaid's dress was sitting there for like months, and mm-hmm. they didn't like weren't able to contact me about it, and they didn't email me, which I thought was dumb. And so they're on the hate list for the week. They um, are on the hate also, list. Like someone will say, sometimes someone will say something like really nice to us, or like they'll just like make a nice observation, or like <laughs> I was really into eating rice and egg together for breakfast, and so I put rice and egg on the list of things we love. <laughs> So yeah, it's uh, it's kind of fun because then we can go back and see like, oh yeah, a month ago we were really mad about this, <laughs> and it's always like, oh, I'm really mad about th- at this person or at this situation. It's like put it on the hate list. <laughs> like okay, yeah. uh, that was a great episode. Look at us, just chatting Look away. Look at us. We managed to talk for an hour about, like, absolutely nothing with zero planning. <laughs> like, I need you, I need our listeners to know that literally the amount of planning we went into this with was, okay, let's talk about what's going on in our lives, and then, like, the books we're reading, and the books we've bought recently. <laughs> and hope for the best. And hope for the best. And we made Okay, it. how did we fill up an hour's worth of content from just that? <laughs> no idea. Uh, but we did it. Yeah, we did it. Alright, shall we wrap things up? Let's wrap it up. This has been Idiot's Alphabet Soup. Baboosh. 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 <laughs> <laughs>